Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is C.C. Lagator. He is the co-founder of Options AI, which is an unusual alternative way for people to be trading in options. Welcome to the show, C.C. Thanks for having me. Great to meet you. Just get your background a little bit and how you create, we we'll get the details of what it is, but how you got to where you are to create uh, this new platform. Sure. Yeah. So my first job out of college was actually in options. So I went to a trading firm, a proprietary trading firm, uh, where I was an options market maker and specialist. And that was, you know, back in the days of, you know, on the floor. And what that means you know, for the audience that might not be that familiar with options is when you go to place a trade in, you know, like in a stock, you go to buy a stock, you may be trading with a, you know, market maker at a bank or something like that. But most of the time you're actually trading with other retail order flow, you know, so you're buying a stock while somebody is selling, you're buying Apple while somebody is selling Apple. In options, there's you know so many strikes and so many expirations and all the the chances are you're you're trading with a market maker and so the market maker is there to provide liquidity in the options market, and so what a market maker is essentially doing all day long is adjusting the pricing of those options based on buyers and sellers and volatility and uncertainty in the market. And all of those options come with a, you know, a premium, which is basically pricing the future and pricing uncertainty in, um, you know, in that underlying stocks usually. Okay. So again, and then, so you were an options trader and then what made you want to go out on your own and create a new, uh, alternative kind of options trading service? Well, I was spending some time, you know, at my old firm, I was actually, you know, we had a uh, training program for people coming in, aspiring traders. And I was involved in that educational process. Um, It would basically be something we would do at the end of the trading day, pretty much every day of the week. Um, And then from there, I started doing a lot of writing and content about options education to a more retail audience. And you know, sort of understanding the difference uh, or coming to realize the difference between what, you know, pr- people professionally in the business, how they're using options, how they're trading options versus the way that retail was experiencing that this same market. And, you know, most everyone can open up a brokerage account and they've been able to do this, you know, for 30 some years. And, you know, online trade and buy stocks and try to time stocks and stock pick and then options. And unfortunately, when you get into interacting with the retail audience a little bit, um, you realize that for the most part, options, uh, retail options orders are more on the gambling side of the ledger. They're, um, you know, it's uh, I I think I can afford this cheap option. And if I'm right in this stock, I'm going to make a lot of money. And that's typically not how options order flow looks looks like from the institutional side of the business. So when you're a when you're a market maker, you're seeing about 60 to 70 percent of the order flow coming to you from institutions. And that means uh, hedge funds, mutual funds, uh, big money management type uh, order trade flow. The other 30 to 35 to 40% of that is retail order flow. And that that order flow tends to look like, you know, people buying 
out of the money calls looking to get rich if the stock goes up. And what unfortunately that is, you know, that ends up with very low probability uh, positioning over time. And so, you know, getting towards uh, options AI is a, a couple of my co-founders and I, we were discussing this and, you know, wanting to get involved from the brokerage side of the business into this space and and realizing that it really, a lot of it has to do with the platform itself. Um, not much about options uh, platforms has changed in, in really like 35 years. It's, it's staring at an options chain, which, you know, for the audience looks like a wall of numbers. And it's, it's told in the story told through those options is, you know, what can I afford and how much money could I potentially make if I'm right? That institutional side of the business is looking at probability. They're trading around their other positions. You know, they own a lot of stocks. They're doing things to add income to, you know, hedge in times of uncertainty like right now. And what they're doing is a much more disciplined approach, the institutional side of the business. And so we, you know, we founded Options AI with this idea that if the interface looked different, if it was speaking a, you know, to the user in a different language, which was essentially, you know, I most that audience, the assumption is they know a lot about stocks and they're trying to learn options. If you present options in a little bit more of a, you know, equity mindset, which is on a chart, Options AI is highly visual and it's basically, um, you know, th this zone is my profit zone with this options trade. And it's heavily focused on multi-leg options trade with trades, which is how institutional options flow looks. It doesn't look like that single out of the money call, which is essentially a lottery ticket. It is very disciplined and it's very focused on, you know, risk reward and potential outcomes. What, what has been the result so far for investors who've uh, signed up at Options AI who are trading options. Are they getting much better results? Yeah. So what I've seen, what we've seen, is you know, and this is all based on probability. Obviously, uh, we were in a CNBC article a few months ago, and it, it was actually quite fascinating because one of the stats that came up in that article, and we didn't know this, we had a hunch, but at Robinhood, um, you know, most of that, you know, it's obviously all retail order flow. And I think the stat was 99% of that order flow was single leg options. So that means somebody buying a call, somebody buying a put, you know, you, you don't have to see that order flow to guess that that's probably very inexpensive options, very far away from where the stock is trading. Our order flow looks completely different. So our order flow is about 70 to 75% multi-leg options. It's about uh, 35 to 40% credit spreads, which means in options, you have the ability to position for something to happen, like a stock to go higher or to go lower, but you also have this ability to position against something happening, right? So if I'm long a stock, you know, I can sell a credit call spread above where the stock is trading. If the stock does not go up in that magnitude, up through that options position, then I can collect income on that premium I sold. I essentially sold an out of the money position to somebody looking for a big payout 
on a lottery ticket and I'm able to collect that income, you know, you could do that outright in in the form of a credit call spread, or you could do that against your positions. You know, if you're long the market and, you know, let's say, obviously the last couple of days have been a train wreck in the market, but let's say this started to go sideways over the summer after this sell-off. If you're looking for that kind of edge in your portfolio and it starts getting really difficult to, I mean, it's impossible to time the market, but if you're sort of positioning you know, how do I how do I make up for some of these losses, for instance, I've seen over the last couple of months? Well, income trades and things like that are the types of ways that that hedge funds get back. And so they're taking you know, less risk. They're, they're, yeah, they're, and it's, it, it's hedge, hedging their existing holdings as opposed to betting exactly. on a stock going up or down. So yeah. in that case, say you say you did a credit spread. Uh, the worst thing that could happen to you is the stock goes up a lot and you the stock would be called away from you. Is that right? Yeah. And, and even with the spread, and we, we talk about this a lot, I think most people's, uh, you know, in, entry into options trading is, you know, if I own stock, I can sell a call against that stock. You'll hear this called, you know, a covered call or a buy right. There's a couple of different terms depending how you did it, the timing of it. Um, typically what that means is you need to own a hundred shares of that stock. And that means you're allowed to sell one call against that stock and they're paired off. Right. And so let's say the stock is a hundred and you sell a one fifteen call, you collect and you, let's say you sell it for a dollar. You get to collect that $1 in income. If the stock is not above one fifteen. Now, if the stock were to go to one twenty five and you were short that call, you like as you said, you're called away in that stock. What what we you know with options AI with its focus on defined risk and its focus on multi-leg spreads, we would say you know consider a 115 120 credit call spread, right? And let's say you could sell that at uh, you know 75 cents versus that dollar or something like that. That means that if the stock goes doesn't go up through that level, then you collect that 75 cents. But even if it did, you've just given up some of that opportunity cost. You haven't been called away in the stock. And we like to think that that, and also you could have done it on a dollar terms rather than contracts, right? If you are selling a defined risk call spread, you're able to do that much more than one contract versus the 100 shares. You could do that in a way where you're like, you know, I own this stock and I have $50,000 tied up in this stock, I would love to make $1,000 in income if the stock doesn't go up. And even if it did, then you know what your risk reward of that spread was. And it's essentially an opportunity cost that you've lost. Now, that opportunity cost of a stock going up through and a covered call means if that stock goes to 150, you've lost all of your opportunity costs. You've, you've taken yep. yourself out of that trade. That's pretty unusual to happen uh, in, within the time frame of when an option's going to work. So you're, you're hedging your bets. It's a much more conservative way to play options than most retail investors who are kind of swinging for the fences. That might be one way of thinking about it. Yes, exactly. And, and a, a, a big focus on probability. And that's, you know, when I was saying that a huge portion of our order flow is credit spreads. What that means is those, all of those trades are more than 50% probability. Right. Yeah. So you want to have the, the, the odds in your favor instead of against you. When you're betting on a big move up or down, the odds are against you that's going to happen in time and significantly enough. Whereas you're doing a credit spread, it doesn't have to move as much. In fact, you might not want it to move at all for a two. Exactly. Time, but yes. Yes. Right. 
We're, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is C.C. Lagatour. He is a co-founder at Options AI, which is a platform for trading options uh, aimed at retail investors. You can find out more at their website, optionsai.com. We'll be back after this. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the global private market, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then brings them to you. From personalized medicine to robotics to cybersecurity, where companies spend $150 billion a year, our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest where growth potential is greatest early. Our crowd is the fastest growing venture capital investment community. Our crowd's accredited investors have already used the platform to invest over $1 billion in growing tech companies. 21 of their portfolio companies are now unicorns. And many of our crowd's members have benefited from over 50 IPOs or sale exits of portfolio companies. Now you can invest in Sotero, which has developed a patented new approach to data protection that eliminates the gaps of traditional methods, securing any data asset, whether it's on-premise or in the cloud. Sotero is trusted by one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies. Explore Sotero's potential at O-U-R crow.com slash answers. You can join our crowd for free at OURCROW.com slash answers. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at OurCrowd.com slash answers. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is C.C. Lagator. 
He is a co-founder at Options AI, which is a platform uh, for retail investors to trade options. You can find out more at their website, optionsai.com. Welcome back to the show, CC. Thank you. So it's a we're doing this is an audio show, but if you can kind of explain the visuals and how uh, people can figure out trades using a system visually that's different than, as you say, the traditional chains, which is like a series of numbers. Sure. Yeah. And this is, you know, the goal is to make a sort of seamless uh, combination experience between stock and options. And so what we do on Options AI is you start with a chart, right? And it's a stock chart, but it's a unique chart in that we're showing a little bit of, you know, the future. We are showing that options chain uh, as an expected move out into the future. And what an expect the expected move is in the options market is, you know, options that I was mentioning earlier about being an options market maker, you're reacting to buyers and sellers of the future, right? And that's the options market is basically a combination of all of those people's predictions and hopes and dreams in the future. And that's institutional money, that's retail money, it's everything. So what the options market does is it takes all of that information and it forms something that's called the expected move. And you might hear this called the implied move some places. And what that is, is essentially like a point spread in a sporting event, right? So if everybody is betting on the Cowboys uh, over the Steelers, then a point spread starts to happen based upon that buying and selling, right? And you'll see this up until a game, a lot of money just came in on the Steelers, so that spread tightened, right? So the options market's doing the exact same thing. And it's saying, you know, this company is about to report earnings and everybody's like, well, I wonder what could happen in, you know, if this stock, if this company misses earnings or beats and the options market is essentially telling you it's not exactly what's going to happen. It's telling you where everybody is positioned. And so you can look at that expected move and you could say this hundred dollar stock is pricing a move from about $90 to $110. And that's where all of that bullish and bearish order flow is basically reach, reaching consensus. And so what we do on Options AI is we say before you start any trade, you have to know that, right? You have to know where you are versus everybody else in the market. And everybody else in that market is all of those people on Robinhood all the way to the, the desk at Goldman Sachs, right? You may agree with them or you may disagree with them, but at least you now know what the odds are. Exactly. It would be like, yeah, be like betting on a football game without knowing the spread, right? Yeah. And so what we do so is we how do you take, take that. Now you know the spread. Now you know where the implied move is. How does the average person who's not an expert in these things decide if he wants to go with them or against them? Yes, it, that's a great way to put it. So with or against. And so there's a couple of things you can do. So the first thing is we have, you know, something on the site called you can start. We call it fast trade. And. You can basically say I'm bullish, bearish, or neutral, and you'll see a couple of different trades based upon the, that you know bullish, bearish, or neutral view. And one of the most common ones is instead of you know talking about earlier about like buying out of the money calls and having a very low probability, you can um, do a call spread or a put spread, which is buying the call or the put near where the money is. If you're bullish 
buying the call, a hundred dollar stock, buying the one hundred call, right? And then let's say that expected move is up to one ten for earnings. It's selling at the same time that one ten call. And what you've just done as an investor or a trader is you've created this spread between one hundred and one ten, and you haven't wasted any money beyond where the options market is pricing that move, right? Now the the stock could go to one fifteen, but most of the time it is not going to do that. And therefore you haven't paid because you've received money from selling that 110 call versus your 100 call, you've positioned in a very a much higher probability way for a move up in that stock. Now, if you were to your point about like positioning, you know, with or against that options market, if you were like, these people are crazy if this company misses, it's going to go down by $50. Like this is, this could be a disaster. Well, then you would want to look at that and say, that's opportunity. The options market is only pricing a $10 move. And I think this thing could get crushed. And I want to position for something slightly more out of the money you might want to, or you were on the stock and you're really worried about that happening. Well, then you can position yourself outside of that expected move. You can play for a move down to 75 or something like that. And you're going to get really, really good odds in your favor because you're essentially, you're taking the, the over, right, <laughs> of that move. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So once you've decided that, then does it, propose the exact trade, what strike price, what call, what put, and puts them together as a spread, it does it for you? Yeah, so on fast trade, it starts with that with trades based upon the expected move. So it's it could be what I just described. It could be a credit spread where, you know, let's say you were bearish and you pressed bearish. Uh, it could be that call spread that's one buying or selling the 100 call and buying the 110 call to define that risk. Um, but all of those trades, you can then go in and quickly, you know, uh, basically massage those strikes in, in any way and make them your own, right? So it's an initial starting point is those trades based upon the expected move. And that's just on that one offering on Options AI. There's other things where you can actually trade from the chart and start putting your points onto the chart and creating multi-leg options trades. So that's what's called the chart trade. Is that right? So explain Exactly. That. Explain how that works a little bit more. So with chart trade, it's, you know, we're talking about, you know, I'm trying to build this picture of, um, you know, this visualization of the options market. Well, you can take that visualization of the options market and see where the options market is pricing this expected move. Go back in time and compare those sorts of levels out into the future to places on this, the chart in the past and say, you know, I think this this stock had a terrible time trying to break out uh, three months ago, right? It got to this 115 level and it just failed and it actually failed three times. So I want to position, I'm bullish, but I want to position to that level. And you can basically set a, a resistance level on chart trade and it will generate trades based upon your resistance level. Or you could say, you know, I don't think this stock or the market is going to do anything for the next month. And I want to position to, you know, collect income if the market goes sideways. And there you can do establish a range on the chart and say, if the stock stays between these two levels and stays with this in this range, 
then I collect income because it didn't, you know, go ballistic to the upside and, and the market or the market did not crash. And those are trades, you know, the, the audience may have come across these types of names. They start to get kind of funny in options. But a trade like that is, is something called like an iron condor or an iron butterfly. And those are neutral type options strategies, which are you know quite unique to the options market. Nobody can, except for a dividend paying stock, you can't really make money on a market going sideways. And this is a way you actually could. Yeah. And again, it's going to do it for you. Once you say what strategy you put in, it's going to say, here are the specific puts and calls and what strike prices to make that work exactly and then it's turning that you know trade into a visualization on that chart with very easy to understand you know green and red profit and loss zones and what's really neat about that is after you've placed that trade your trade management is on that same exact chart and you can see the stock traveling through these zones you essentially know what you're rooting for and it takes all of that, you know, options are intimidating and they don't need to be. Um, there's some very, uh, you know, sort of like the, you have all of these Greeks and all of these uh, weird terminology around options. But essentially what it is, is a, a, an amount of premium pricing the chances of something happening or not happening in the future. And if you start to think about that in risk, reward and probability to terms, you're 95% there to understanding the options and the other 5% is pretty small nuances. Yeah. The other thing way you do it is what you call a trade scanner. How does a trade scanner work? So the trade scanner is interesting. It's for it's for an audience that is potentially looking to compare within within different symbols. So you take a day like today. Let's say somebody was starting to be like, all right, I think I'm not saying this, but let, I'm starting to think this sell-off's a little overdone, and I want to look at some of my favorite tech stock names, right? And I want to look at the Googles and the Amazons and the Apples of the world. Trade scanners. Um, you can go to Trade Scanner and say, you know, I want to look at credit put spreads. I want it volatility is really high, which means all of that premium of pricing and uncertainty. Of course, it's really high right now because nobody knows where this market's going. And I want to compare put spreads across five of my favorite tech stocks. And I want the probability of those trades to be around 70%. And so you can just put that in and say 70%. Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, Tesla, whatever it is, and compare those different trades across those different symbols. Pretty amazing stuff. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman with The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is CC Lagator. He is one of the co-founders at Options AI, which is a platform helping you optimize your options trading. You can find out more at his website, optionsai.com. We'll be back after this stocks bonds investment opportunities financial news and talk we can help call us now toll free 866-472-5790 866-472-5790 voice america business network do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable 
Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is CC Lagator. He is the co-founder of Options AI, which is a platform helping people uh, trade options. Uh, their website is optionsai.com. Welcome back to the show, CC. Thank you. So we've talked about chart trades and fast trades and the trade scanner. Then you can do custom trades. Explain how those work. Yeah, so the, you know, the prior three things we discussed, there's you know a little bit of magic. Um, not magic in the way that it's like telling you what to trade. It's your inputs. But there's a little bit of like getting to a trade very quickly based upon inputs that you know you wouldn't think normal people normally people wouldn't think of as options trading. They're used to looking at a chain and sort of putting together, building, constructing trades, and those are kind of like really fast ways to do that. Custom trades is essentially our version of the old school way, and it's saying you know what kind of trade do you want to do. And I want to do a call spread because I'm bullish in this stock. And then what we do is we add a little magic to that. And we say, you know, drag this uh, call spread around until and see it update in real time exactly what its risk reward and probability is going to look like. See it on a chart. Make sure, you know, gut check that against the levels that you think, um, you know, that you really like in this stock. And we're going to put it together for you in real time before you make that decision, which is to you know proceed to the ticket and enter the position, or at least enter the order, and hope to get filled. And you know this is a lo- the same thing where you know all the way through the product we were, how do you give people confidence? How do you give them the comfort that uh, what they're doing is what they intend to do? And that's one of the biggest problems, and I think one of the most intimidating things when you know retail investors start getting into options on their brokerage platforms is it's a little terrifying before you press send. I, you know, I've experienced this on other platforms where I was like, you know, I've done this, I put together this multi-leg trade on a chain and I've done it by hand and I've clicked buy on this call and sell on this call and sell on this put. And before you press send on that ticket, 
it's really kind of you have that moment of wait wait did i just do what i think i did and so we really concentrated that on options within options ai is we're saying this is a call spread and you cannot mess up the you can change anything you want you can change your strikes and everything like that but this is a call spread and we're not going to let you turn this into something that is not a call spread and so giving that comfort in that confidence allows people to sort of see clearly and you know ideally use options in the way that they should be using them which is defined risk um you know sort of like disciplined use of options yeah how, how are your commission structures different from option other options trading platforms so what we are is we are five dollars a trade any trade any size and our intention with that was you know, we were launching in, in obviously in this, you know, free Robinhood and there a couple of other like sort of free brokerages. You know, you have that side of the market where everything is free. And then you have the side of the market, which is sort of the legacy brokerages, where some of them, have, I think, have gone free commission. But most of them charge per, per options contract. Right. And so you get this um, options contract fee. And we were saying, well, how do we position ourselves where it's a premium service? So it's not like a free giveaway where you're the product, but also how do we do it in a way that it levels the playing field between the different types of strategies? We don't we we don't with like a commissions per contract. You could make a decision based upon those commissions. Right. And that's not the that's not the correct way to be thinking about these trades. So, for instance, if I was neutral in a stock and I wanted to add a an option strategy for income, like an income strategy, and all of a sudden I priced out an iron condor on another trading platform that was charging per contract on that trade, I may be talked out of doing that trade because I'm starting to add up all of those, you know, 65 cents per contract. It starts to add up very quickly. And so what we said is if you go to buy this stock, um, if you we actually are free on stock. And but if I wanted to buy this call one time or sell this call against my stock one time, that is the same exact price as if I wanted to do a 50 lot iron condor, which involves four different strikes. And so we wanted to level that playing field. And so it wasn't part of your decision making. So, so when you have a trade that's a combination trade, multi leg, you've got some, yeah. some calls, each of those puts in the calls at each five dollars is that right no the whole trade the whole, the whole trade no matter how many legs there are in it it's five dollars yeah. so it's practically free put it that way uh -huh. so are you selling your uh order flow because that's the way a robin hood would make money is by selling their order flow to big firms yes so the order flow goes through a you know apex which is the big clearing firm um and so we see some rebates and some payment for order flow on that order flow. And that's an interesting topic right now, because I don't know if you saw what is, um, you know, what was released from the SEC. And I think Gary Gensler has been talking about this lately is, you know, they have their eyes a little bit on that payment for order flow regime, which, you know, pretty much you can't be in this business right now without operating that regime. We are actually positioned in a way that we're completely agnostic as to where that debate ends up because we are in a in the space in the business where our um, you know our positioning in a multi-leg options universe 
the more liquidity, the better. And the, the quality of execution is massive for us. And so let me explain that. When you go to buy a stock, let's say Apple, um, you're entering a market where the bid and the offer in that stock is probably at most only a couple pennies wide, right? Yeah. When you go into that op in an options market, if you can just look on an options chain, you know, you might see all those Apple options and a lot of them are five cents wide and then some are 10 cents wide and then maybe some are 15, 25 cents wide, right? So immediately by entering the options market, you're going to wider bid ask spreads to execute your orders. Once you take multi-leg spreads and you start saying, well, I wanna buy this call while selling this call, that spread that you're seeing on the screen is even wider because it's the it's the it's cumulative of those different options involved, right? And so we actually do this in the product. We nudge people to work orders in the middle of that wide bid ask spread within options to find that liquidity. And that liquidity is going to be a, a options market maker. So you may face a $1.50 at $2 wide um, at $2 spread on an options order that the market makers making those markets are generally willing to do options trades within that 50 cents. And you need to find how far past that exact midpoint you, you need to go before somebody's algorithm at a market making firm is willing to take the other side and execute you. And so sure. we nudge you from the middle to, you know, go find this liquidity cancel. We have a great cancel replace feature on options AI and it's saying, you know, walk this order up until you find where that market maker at Citadel or whatever is. Right. And we do that in a way because we know we are in a much more illiquid market than equities. And so when it comes back to the payment for order flow debate is we are, it is in our best interest. We want to eventually be known as the place with the best quality of execution for these trades. Because if we are known as that place, then it's it's sort of like, why would you go anywhere else? You have to go to Options AI because you can actually find liquidity on Options AI. And it's in our best interest. And you know, some of, we raised a, a round of funding in this past year, and a couple of our uh, investors are in on that side of the business, and they are all. One of our investors writes constantly about the payment for order flow regime, and they're you know they're past the point of agnostic. They actually don't love it. It's the reality of the business right now, and until new rules um, come down then you know that's sort of where you're going to operate but if things start to change we feel like we're really well positioned for that because all the big platforms Robinhood and Schwab and all these places have now gone to zero commissions and and investors think that's a great thing yeah another side to it that they're not really seeing which may not be so great for investors is that right yeah and it's weird because i can sort of go back and forth on it um you know i know when i was a market maker and it started it was we you know, we did not love it, right? It was it, the the payment for order flow side of um, the business was essentially some big wholesalers that cornering the market, right? And it means for an average investor on Robinhood, it's probably not, unless you're like a super, super active trader trading, like which you shouldn't be on Robinhood anyway, unless you're that person, it's probably just pennies to you, you know, maybe dollars. But you take all of that order flow and add it up 
at some of, you know, like whatever the daily average of equity and options flow is in the market, it's, it's a lot of money. And so all of those little pennies and, you know, five cents here, two cents there, it really adds up. For the individual investor, I think it's a great thing that commissions have come crashing down and, you know, Robinhood really led that charge and we're close to free, but, you know, we feel like it's worth charging a little bit of a commission for a quality, you know, a quality product. Um, and it also allows us to, event, you know, if the market changes, if the rules change, it allows us to be more nimble. Uh, we wouldn't have built our brand on being free, but it's, you know, it's very interesting. And I could go, I could sort of take both sides of the argument. I think for the average retail trader, it's, you know, if you're not doing like massive volume, it's probably not something you're going to notice. And therefore, you know, trading free or close to free is like a huge win for you. Um, but man, if you were, if you were at a hedge fund, you wouldn't put up with that if you were doing that kind of volume. So yeah, it's, it's sort of a tricky one. For people who are not familiar with all this, you have as part of your website Options University. Just tell yes. people briefly what can, how can they learn by watching videos at your Options University. Yeah, so what we try to do is, you know, a lot of these these strange names of trades that I've referred to on the on the show, you know, we try to explain them in pretty simple terms, and also what the why, you know, why would I use these trades? And our positioning is, you know, options are not for everyone. And unfortunately, when most people's initial experience within options is, you know, kind of that YOLO, that gambling um, experience, which tends to not be great unless you're the one lucky person that got it. Right. So what Options University is, is walking you through like, all right, what 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 is what when people say income trades in options, what do they mean? It doesn't mean you can just sit at home and (laughs) earn money like some internet scam of like, you know, work one hour a week and make $50,000. This is more like, you know, how can I add edge to my portfolio? And the options market is out there. And if you, if somebody is interested in getting into options, then Options University is, you know, a quick way to understand like, what is a credit call spread? What is an iron condor? And then why would I ever do those things? Right? Yeah. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is CC Legator. He is a co-founder at Options AI, which is a platform helping you learn and execute options trades. And you can find out more at their website, optionsai.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is CC Lagator. He's the co-founder at Options AI, which is a platform helping people learn and trade options. Their website is optionsai.com. Welcome back to the show, CC. Thank you. So most people say that it's more conservative to be uh, doing call writing to get, get uh, options income than to be doing uh, expecting the price to go up one way that most people lose if they're betting on an up or down move. Is, right. is that generally correct? Yeah, and I think it's a it's a total mindset, right? And it's um, you know, we are. It's interesting as a brokerage platform because we are typically seeing part of somebody's money, right? And a lot of people, t- a lot of people these days have uh, money in multiple outlets, right? So they own their mutual funds with somebody. They have their buy and hold strategy there. They have their um, you know, their, their stock picking parts of their portfolio where they're like, you know, I really know the tech space. And so therefore, when the market sells off or an individual stock that sells off that I really like, I, you know, I jump on that. And, you know, that's how that's how I invest. Right. And then with options, you know, that the example of a covered call or a buy right is it's a great entry trade for people getting into options. It's, it, you know, it's what we described earlier on the show. It's I own this stock. You know, why if I was willing to sell this stock at 115 and the stock's trading 100, well, why wouldn't I sell that call at 115 and just keep doing that until it happens? And then all of a sudden I've earned income until that happens, right? Rather than just having some good till cancel order to close your stock at 115. And then, so it's a great entry level trade. And now what we're saying with Options AI is, you know, consider something uh, multi-leg because then you could theoretically trade around your portfolio in a way where you might never have to sell that stock. Or what about, you know, hedging? Like, for instance, right now in the market, one of the worst, we're all terrible, like we're human, right? So we're terrible at like these decisions under stress, right? And so in a market like this, is tends to be the play, the times when we make our worst decisions. We're like, I cannot, you know, I've, I've told myself that I want to hold Amazon stock forever and I want to, you know, until my grave or whatever. And, but yet I just can't do it. I've just, I've just lost a huge amount of money in the last, you know, week in Amazon. And I just can't do it anymore. Well, options provide that they can provide a way to sleep at night. Right. So it and gives it's you a hedge that if, if something bad were to happen, exactly. you're going to make up to some extent the loss in the stock in the value of the options going up. So it's a, a peace of mind. Uh, it's not a speculative thing. It can be a peace of mind. We've uh, had time a few months or to the fall when the cracks first started showing in the fall where some of these high flying pandemic stocks like Shopify and Zoom and things like that, they started to crack. And then, you know, if you were paying attention and you were sort of a semi-active to fairly active investor trader, um, you start seeing those cracks in the market and you're like, ooh, I own a lot of, say, the FANG stocks, right? And they've had a huge run during, you know, the COVID and the money printing era, era of COVID. 
and I'm really worried, but I don't want to sell these stocks, right? Well, the options market provides a couple of opportunities there. It's, you know, sort of what you mentioned with covered calls or selling, you know, income spreads against those those stocks. And then if they go down, that provides a slight hedge, but it's the potential for income or turning the entire thing around and saying, what am I willing, what kind of money against my portfolio am I willing to lose if the market doesn't go down? But it would really, if it did go down, like I would be so thankful I did it. And so you're giving up some upside for downside protection and you could decide how much upside you want to give up yeah. And therefore, how much downside protection you want. You can kind of calibrate that. Is that right? Exactly. And so you think about like these last couple of years and before this, you know, whatever it is now, like 30% sell off. It's like, what if, you know, the market was going up the last couple of years and you have massive upside, but you start to get a little worried, let's say, you know, in the last six months. And it's like, all right, well, if the, if the market went up another 20%, how much of that 20% would I be willing to give up if, to protect and sleep at night if the market did what it just did, right? Yeah. And to, you, yeah. can, you can quantify those those sorts of things. I just want to talk about the whole meme stock uh, yeah. phenomenon. Uh, people got in to uh, AMC and GameStop and so on, almost out of spite to, to try to bank <laughs> up the, the big yeah. hedge funds that were short. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you think that was going to work out well in the long run? Well, no, you know it's not going to. It's It was fascinating as it was happening because it, it introduced some options concepts to the to the general public that I thought were quite useful. And it was, um, you know, what they were doing with those stocks, and it was fun to watch, right? I mean, but you know how that's going to end up. It's You're valuing a, you know, a, <laughs> a practically shuttering, um, you know, game company or a mall gaming company or a movie theater with nobody in movie theaters. Um, so you kind of know how that was going to go turn out. But like as it was happening, what they were doing was really fascinating. So they were rating short stocks with you know huge short interest. And what that means for the audience, and you may have spoken about this on prior shows, is a lot of people were positioned short against those meme stocks, right? And they were Particularly the professionals. Funds. Right, particularly the professionals. The professionals. Yeah, so they were positioning against those stocks going lower. And then what that means is you can actually sell a stock, borrow the shares, the stock goes lower, you buy them back and you're flat and you've closed your position, you've taken the money from where you sold it to where you bought it back. It's the reverse of how most investors work, buying a stock, buy low, sell high, they're selling high, buying low, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Or that's their intention. So the idea was if we you know, all pile into these stocks, the stocks will go flying higher and these, companies will, or hedge funds and things, will have margin calls, and they'll have to sell low and buy high, right? And they'll chase the stock. It's a short, it's a short squeeze, basically. Short squeeze, right. And it worked now, for a while, right? Yeah, and it, it worked. Um, it was unreal to watch. Now, there was an options component, which was really interesting to that, which was they were also going out and buying all of these upside calls right and what happens is once these stocks start traveling through all of those areas of where all of these market makers which was my prior job are short options market makers trade some the what's called delta neutral so options market makers trying to make money buying low and selling high on each individual strike and then they're trying to make money 
buying low and selling high volatility. Like they're trying to lock in edge between all of the options they're buying and selling, right? And the volatility took off on these things much more than they expected. Exactly. And as those stocks were going higher, all of those market makers were, were having to turn around and buy stock to stay delta neutral. So just so fuel the rise that much more. Yeah, and so the, the options market was supercharging that short squeeze, and it was yes. really kind of wild to watch. And then what ends up happening is all of that eventually, you could see on certain days, it would be fascinating if the highest strike in the options, let's say in AMC or GameStop, I can't even remember the different prices, but let's say the highest strike was 150 in, in yep. GameStop. The stock would literally just stop right at 150 because all of that short option positions uh, would stop at 150. There was no more. And then they'd list new strikes. Everybody would race out and buy all those calls and it would do it as the same thing next week. It was really wild to watch. So has most people in the long run lost a lot of money doing that? Yeah, I'm sure. Right. So do you think uh, that'll ever happen again or is that a, a one time unique situation? I feel like every time we say it won't look exactly the same, um, you know, and there were short squeeze, famous short squeezes. And there's always like mini versions of what happened there. I remember that like Volkswagen thing. Right. When they had the emissions years ago, 15 years ago. 15 right. years ago. So it does happen. Right. With that sort of organized chaos aspect of this, this was that was new. And it was, you know, driven by Reddit and Twitter and all of yes. those things. Robinhood. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And everybody. Right. And everybody had access to do it through Robinhood. But but it was dangerous to go into. It's yeah, like it's, a game of musical chairs when you didn't know when the music was going to stop. Yeah, it's not exactly investing, is it? Um, but yeah, no. So the the problem is, and this is the problem with all you know, sort of those kinds of things in the market is, it's the last people in that are causing that you know sort of crazy action. Yeah. So it's very similar to you know crypto, right? Like you need more people piling in for it to keep doing what it's doing. And the, the unfortunate thing with most bubbles is it's the last people in that just take it on the chin. And that's, you know, that's why when you're, when you're yeah. watching something like that happen, it's sort of fascinating from a professional standpoint, but then you realize it's real people on the other side of that trade buying games for 500, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Our guest this hour has been CC Lagator. He's the co-founder of Options AI. Uh, their website, optionsai.com. A lot to learn about options. The whole world, he's tried to make it as easy as possible for people to trade options either aggressively or conservatively. So thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, CC. Thanks for having me, Jordan. That was a lot of fun. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.